What's up, podcast listener? If you're sitting at your desk or riding in your car, know that today you're joining a family of basketball professionals who are trying to change other people's lives through the game that changed theirs. This podcast is going to take you along the journey of basketball entrepreneurs and how they make a living from the game that they love. If I say anything, anything that gives you value in this episode, please go to iTunes and leave me a top five, top five, top five review. And now let's get to the show. Everybody, please do me a favor and pay attention to this episode. I was going to charge you guys for it, but Coach Godwin, in his wealth of knowledge, convinced me not to do so. And I like this episode a lot because Coach Godwin is not only a hooper, he broke the all-time leading score record at his college, but he's also a visionary. He's also an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur. He has the ball hog gloves, decones, and a lot of other products that he's selling right now. And he's also an author, too. So a ton of things are going on in this man's mind. He's a visionary, a branding expert, and marketing expert. And he shares some things with the basketball training space on how to separate yourself in markets that are really crowded. But the main thing that I like about this episode, and just about Coach Godwin in general, is this. He pours decades of wisdom into me, and I get a lot of compliments for how ahead of the game I I am, but it's not because of my smarts, it's because of me talking to people like him. So listen in to what he's telling you, same stuff he tells me, and take action on it, and I promise you, your business will thank you for it, and you'll thank you for it later down the road. Hope you enjoy. Definitely. I think that um, the game of basketball just offers a a wealth of insight in life um, on and off the court. Um, I built my brand on that, you know, my book, Everyone Hates a Ball Hog, but they all love a score. Um, if you follow me on Twitter or any social media at Coach Godwin, you'll see that, you know, there's a lot of life lessons involved. And um, as you move forward, you know, and the older you get, the more you realize that, that there is opportunity to actually have basketball pay you back, whether that be have a job in the NBA or, or whether that be in training and, and helping out others. I mean, there's, there's just a ton of avenues that you can actually explore. And um, you can just take that wealth of knowledge that, I mean, uh, you spend so much time into the game of basketball, why not get something out of it, you know, when you get older by giving back? Right, right, right. So where where would you coach somebody to start? It's a big topic. It can be pretty scary, but how would somebody start branding? How did you start? Well, well branding – when I started, you know, basketball training, I started at the age of 15, you know, I'm, I'm going on 37 now in, in a, a month or two. And back then, you know, we just did it for the love, you know. Uh, one of the things I think that we lost uh, in these days is the playground. When I was coming up, you know, in the 80s and 90s, you know, a lot of information was passed on just from older guys, you know, teaching younger guys what to do just from at the play at the playground. Um if you fast forward, you know, my growth and development as a trainer, like I said, I started at 15, just training young kids in the park that, that wanted to get to the next level. I was one of the leading scorers in the area. and They knew of me. And, and, and you know, the back then it was just word of mouth, you know. So it was like it started off with two kids and then it was three kids. And the next thing you know, I got all these kids waiting for me to work out and then actually, you know, work them out. But as I went on, I kind of documented uh, my journey. I've been a college coach. I started my college, my career on coaching in college. Um, I had high school coach. Um, still to this day, help out, you know, as far as varsity goes. And um, it's just, I guess, when it came to branding, I fell into it. You know, um, you, YouTube hit in 2005. I was able to, 
to get on in 2006. So become one of the first, you know, basketball guys to actually give it a try. And, and that's when it all started. So the branding journey for me, uh, I kind of just fell into it, you know, after YouTube, so, social media hit and, and here we are. And we spoke briefly on Instagram about this, but you've always been, if not the first, one of the first trainers, just guys in general in the basketball space to jump on a different program. What is it about your mindset that jumps towards different social media platforms and doesn't shy away from them, but takes them on? Uh, I think that um, I've always been a guy um, that was willing to try things. Um, when I was coming up in the game of basketball, if there was any basketball training equipment, I mean, jump soles, I mean, you know, things that helped you jump shot. I was one of those guys that would jump on it and, and actually give it a try. Um, I had the same mindset when it comes to, to technology. You know, I have, a, I have a business major from the University of North Florida um, school where I actually broke the record, the scoring record there. And I just combined that expertise. Uh, I think that if if we really want to create value for for the listener and branding, um, we got to start off with um, on the court, and then maybe online. So just on the court, if you talk about your, your brand as a trainer, uh, what is it that you want that prospective client or parent to say about you? Um, you know, it can start off with, with you being, I mean, you may not be someone such as myself that actually had a name from, from you know, being a leading scorer in the area and broke records and maybe in the paper and people can identify with you right away. So what is it about your training methods and your message that you want to convey to that parent? Because whatever you tell that parent and experience that, that those first couple of kids have is, is what you're actually building your brand on. And um, one of the things that I wanted to build my brand on was just hard work, you know, and, and at that time, I didn't realize that, first of all, everyone doesn't like to work hard, <laughs> you know, so you, you're only going to get a particular type of kid. But what it did was uh, my name started to ring bells around the Jacksonville area where I started, you know, officially and, and when I got older and it said, hey, if your kid has the work ethic and this guy can get you to the next level. Um, also, it's about integrity as well. I mean, is it all about basketball or do you have something to say beyond that? Do you have a message? My, my message is, is plain and simple. It's God first is work until, you know, an acknowledgement of your creator and also work until um, there is no 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 destination or, or a stopping point when it comes to success. You work until you master that pull up jump shot. You work until your ball handling gets to the next level. You work until, you know, you are that and that starting ball player or, or that all state guy or that whatever you want to be it's until so with those things i think that's where, where you start branding yourself as a trainer locally and on the court i like it i like it so that's more i'm trying to use one of your your definitions you gave earlier so that sounds like it's the operational side right but what about the like how is that functional like is that a hashtag that we come up with is that a is that a, a instagram video you put up or what does that look like in practic practically to now, get that message out now we're going to transition to online and, and which is basically social media which you know okay, you, okay. And I, you and i both follow gary v so the current state oh. of the internet and we would call social media um your online ide identity uh, is something that, you know, you can play with. I can, I can just imagine myself being in college right now, and I'd probably be one of those guys that, 
you know, would be using Instagram as a vehicle to kind of transition out, outside of basketball. And I'd probably even be training guys like I did at that time, even while I was playing. Um, you're, you're, I, you want to, you want to basically, I started off as the scoring guy because that's what I had, you know, um, I was the single season leading scorer all time at Abraham Clark high school, in Roselle, New Jersey. Um, and I was obviously broke the scoring record at university of North Florida in two and a half years. So that was my identity. So that's kind of what I started with. So everything I put at that time, you know, on YouTube or even online, it was predicated towards scoring. Um, as I started to get my feet wet and get it, get a little bit of traction with the audience, I, I knew that my my objective was was beyond basketball. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you're coming to see the videos and scoring, but I wanted people to understand the work ethic. So w- when I say work until, you know, you can look at my track record and say, okay, this guy started in, in 06 and now it's 2017 and he's still putting out content, you know? So it, it got to the point where if you've been following my journey, and even if you haven't followed my journey, you're just finding out about me. You can go on YouTube and you can go look back to my first video in 06 and you say, God, you, you've come a long way, you know? But that exemplifies work ethic. And I think the people that follow me, the, the, the players as well as the coaches, they can appreciate that. And it, it inspires them to work hard as well. So what interests me about – I mean, a lot of things interest me about what you've done because I was a when I was playing, I had your app too, and I studied the drills that you you had in your app. But what always kind of amazed me is you don't necessarily, if you do have a videographer, I guess they're not always there, right? But mm-hmm. you rec- you record so much content. I mean, do you get the phone out in between a drill with a client that is familiar with you and can execute the drills without you, you know, being right there hand and foot with them or I mean, what's your philosophy with recording while you're working out? Well, my philosophy is to record everything. So if, if I look back into my archives, I mean, from the, the point that I actually start, I actually was training and saving up the money from training to buy actually a, a higher end camera. But before then, of course, I was just like everyone else. You go to Best Buy, you get a $200 camera, you film. But the whole purpose is, is to document everything. So whether I was, you know, training a guy that was eight years old and, and just starting or I was training one of my high level college guys or training the NBA guy, the, the camera's always rolling. And what that did was it allowed me to be at a point in time where now I can put out so much quality content. You know, I, I, I there's so much I don't put on there uh, just because I mean, you don't want to embarrass anybody and, and things of that nature. But when I do see things that people can learn from, I just I'm able to share that. So I encourage all trainers to record everything because you never know when that's going to come in handy. You know, man, that's 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 amazing because some a lot of trainers on opposite ends of the spectrum, like, well, I don't like a parent coming in there, seeing me on my phone and I'm supposed to be training the kid and yada, yada. But you you've never had any backlash, I'm assuming, from anybody for recording everything. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. Well, number one, if I don't have someone, a videographer that's there, which in most cases I don't, um, it's just a camera on the tripod. So it's a camera on the tripod while you're going to work. Um, Obviously, social media hit. So you may want to post something, you know, a lot quicker instead of going home and have to edit or getting someone else to edit. Because I started off with with a kid that was in college and, you know, you know how it goes. You know, you have to get help because you just don't know everything. 
But yeah. once you, in this day and age, I have the, the camera on the tripod, and then I also have a camera in my hand. The, the iPhone 7, I mean, it takes just as good as video as, as a lot of these, these, these cameras that you can buy in the store. So now there's a combination of both. But what you usually see on social media is, is, is um, a quick post from my phone. And every now and then I'll I'll get things from my HD camera. Man, that that's simple. And yeah, I think you said on the phone, man, you have at least 15, 20 years of content that you can put out there every day, even if you stopped. Yeah, I mean, I I would say oh, I can't even tell you the date that I bought um my higher end camera, but I would say I, I go back probably a good seven years or so, seven to eight years when I got that camera. And um, yeah, if I can probably post a video a day for the next 20 years and I would would not even have to train. So, all right. And then I'm thinking about my audience now. And the thing that comes to mind that I believe they will ask is how do you stay so consistent? Because one, it sounds like it's a, a high barrier to, to entry. There's a lot of work that's needed. You got to do all this stuff. Well, what would you say to motivate somebody encourage them like look you mean you need to stay consistent because you've been consistent the last 11 10 11 27 years really but 10 11 years on social media how can you get the trainer to do that to have that same consistency well i, I would say number one you have to do your research and you have to be a student of the game and in this case if you're a trainer the game isn't just the game of basketball it is the game of social media it, it is the game of, of branding and if you don't want to put in the work um, while you're home and, and learning how to, cause you can, you can edit a video on your phone. You can download the I, iMovie. All right. You can take some clips during the day and you can literally chop all that together with a nice outro and, or intro and um, just provide some quality content. So, but in order to do that, you have to be a student and that, that little bit of uh, that little piece, uh, a tidbit of advice is something that a lot of people can use. On top of that, you got to be a student of business and marketing. Um, you got to know that if you're trying to grow your your Instagram following, then you're going to have to use hashtags. You know, and if you have if you don't have a following, you're going to have to use a lot of hashtags. And you got to know that some hashtags may get swallowed up because there's 27 just because it says 27 million people use this hashtag. Well, it's going to be harder to find your content. You got to know that. But all that comes from being a student of the game. And if you're not willing to be a student of the game, then yeah, a lot of your work will be in vain. You, you'll you'll be waiting to train that that one NBA player in your head that's going to give you a shout out, so everyone can come and look at your content. You know, right? But if you're if you're anything like like me, um, I just fall in love with the process. To be be honest with you, I mean, I, I love that in today's world. There's so much white space. Everything that you see is created by man. You know, these social media networks, these, and there's always white space. There's always adjustments. There's 1.0, there's 2.0, there's 3.0. But within that, there are opportunities. Uh, a case in point, uh, in Twitter, a couple of years ago, when I first started out on Twitter, uh, I was able to amass a, a crazy following because, number one, all the attention was on Twitter. But when you followed someone, number one, they would get an email at that time saying so-and-so followed you. And number two, well, once you started to get things rolling downhill, they would follow you back, <laughs> you know? 
So at that time, all I did was follow, you know, I used a hashtag. I searched ball is life because that was the, the calling card for that athlete that really w- was in love with the game and love with the process. And if you said ball is life, I followed you and they would follow back. You know, next thing you know, I got 40 some thousand followers. That was a, you know, that was just one of those white spaces. It was one of those nuances that if you were a student of the game and you followed Twitter at that time, it's what you should have been doing. The same, the same thing applies to Instagram. And also understanding that each social media platform is a different room. You got to look at it as a different room. And, and some guys are real uh, uh, pushy um, on their tactics as far as, you know, uh, selling something or, or look they, at this, look at that. You know, I mean, you, you know what I'm looking. saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or just want to send you a link. Uh, go to my link. Go to my link. I mean, you just gotta understand that the context of the room you're in, and that that people are here to enjoy their social media, and not for you to push something down the throat. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and I think you, and not to jump too far ahead. Let, let me ask this, and I'll I'll put on the table the uh, the point you just made about the jab, 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 and hooking, and, and explaining that to the audience, but. Yep. One thing you said on the phone, you just said now about the process, you enjoyed the process. You said, you know what? I don't know how many views I got off my ad. I don't know how many followers I have. I You got that after I told you. Um, so what is that? What is that? Does that matter? The amount of followers somebody has, it helps. But do you need to have a huge following to be successful or does it depend on your goals? What is your mindset with that? I mean, it's really about the depth. It's really about the the followers and, and their affinity for you. So you, you may have a guy that has over a hundred thousand followers, but you know, and that does have its its appeal. But you don't know if he bought those followers. There, there there was a time where you can actually go and and buy followers, and then you know people were attracted to that, and and they saw their content and they took off. There's other guys that didn't have any content. And, um, you know, they were exposed, you know, in, in the next Instagram update when they start, you know, cleaning out guys, <laughs> guys, followers that were robots. So the following is important, but it's more important. Um, the people that are following you and and the way they react to your content. So w- with me, I, I mean, the day I got serious around Instagram and, and here's another point. You can't fall in love with a platform. I think me being from the 90s and a lot of guys I talked to that, that came up with me that are, um, you know, approaching that, that 40 year mark. Um, we're we're kind of stuck in, in our ways. And, and I kind of fell in love with Twitter. You know, I thought I made it. Uh, I got the 40, 50,000. I'm said, here I am. I made it. And the next thing you know, all the eyeballs and attention with the Instagram. And I didn't know it. You know, I was just pushing, 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 you know, pushing out content, pushing out stuff, but not knowing that the eyeballs left. So you, you have to be be aware and understand your following. The next thing is, you know, I had, it was a point in time and this is a long time ago, but I had a Blackberry and, um, you know, and that was the, you know, the, the operative, uh, business, you know, phone, this and that, but the iPhone came out and someone was telling me like, Hey right. man, you, you need to get this iPhone. And I didn't <laughs> understand the value of that. Well, the value of that is you need to see things the way the consumer and the person you're trying to reach sees it. So if all these kids and coaches have iPhones or the net, the latest Android, and you're sitting up there with a phone that's that's subpar, you, you don't you don't get to see what they're seeing, you know, like like the depth of clarity that they're seeing. You just don't get to see it, and you won't get it. 
You know, I, I never forget one time um, I had a website and my website wasn't optimized for mobile. So <laughs> I was getting all these people coming to my website, but I noticed that they weren't clicking any of the, the, the things on the side as far whether it be one of my products, whether it be a video. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Well, I got on someone else's iPhone and I look and I see that all they saw was the content. They didn't see anything on the side, <laughs> you know? So, so th there's a lot that goes in into it, and I guess that that goes to my my um point of being a student of the game. <laughs> Man, that's a great, that's a wow, that's a fantastic point. You know, I I was convicted of that recently too. I had to upgrade. I had a five S, and I didn't have <laughs> unlimited data. And I said, you know what, I need to have unlimited data because these cats, everybody has it. The consumers do, and I need more storage. I need to be able to have more videos on my phone and still convicted with that because I have a I have a uh, I don't have a TV. I love to read, right? I think Tim Martin's another guy that's like that. He just just loves to read, right? But I mean how are you gonna talk with people about the latest game? You know, how are you gonna have conversations around the NBA talk if you don't have the TV to watch the games, right? So <laughs> Yeah. And and I think that the the operative word would be um practitioner. Um you have to be a, a practitioner and what you're trying to do, you can't just come out and say, I'm going to hit this social media thing and I'm going to throw out all this content, but I'm not a practitioner. I'm not following anybody else. I don't see what anyone else is doing. Like before I really became successful on Instagram, I followed a couple of stars to see what was going on. People, the other people that was successful, what are they doing? I reached out to people and said, look, how did you get all your following? He said, oh man, you got, he told me, he said, you got all the content, but you don't have a call to action. So yeah, you're putting out great content, and great drills, but you didn't tell that that player or coach to tag someone this drill. And I'm saying, oh, are you are you kidding me? All I got to do is tell them to tag somebody, and I started doing it, and guess what? It works. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. It's just like I've been on YouTube since '06, and I'm looking at my my subscribers. I'm like, well, why does everyone have more subscribers than me? He said, well, you didn't tell them to subscribe at the end of the video. <laughs> It was really that simple, a call to action. So it, you live and you learn um, um, things that you think, you know, you got to understand that people don't see things through, through your point of view. And um, the more you actually spend time in, in, in cultivating your your base and if you really want to grow your brand and your strategy, man, you just got to become a practitioner. Just don't get on there posting stuff and not understanding what's going on, not understanding the hashtags, not studying the people that are actually doing well at it. That's a great point. And you know what I'm realizing as of late, I've started to speak online with my writing and my copy. I started to speak to people like they're in third grade because, you know, all the marketing mumbo jumbo and stuff is is cool, but it doesn't work for this audience. So you watch Gary V. Gary V is pretty simple with what he says, but he he masters simple. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, he, Major in the minor. Yep. Major, major in the minors, exactly what he said. So as long as those along those lines, somebody else reached out to me about Gary V too, uh, another trainer on Instagram. And can you explain to the audience what the jab, 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 right hook terminology is? Because you jab like crazy, but one trainer told you to hook, and now your account blew up, right? Yeah. Well, the jab, jab, right hook philosophy is give, 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 then ask. And um, I do a lot of giving. And everything that I do is pretty organic, so I really don't even have to ask anymore to this, at this point in time just because I built the brand and you pretty much know what I do 
and I'm showing you something that's authentic. I, I believe in authentic marketing. So everything you see in my video, whether it be my ball hog gloves, whether it be, um, you know, like whatever it is, that's exactly what I do. I'm not doing this, you know, just to get a, a buck or a dollar or something like that. I'm literally sharing my experience with you. But jab, 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 right hook is you have to create value first. You know, this, I mean, you should see my inbox. There's so many people um, that, that are trying to extract from me whether it be my knowledge base, whether it be they want to train, whatever they want, but they're not giving anything. You know, I want to do this for you. I want to do that. For, but they're not giving everything. They're just asking, 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 can I have a shout out? Like, I don't even know you, <laughs> you know, like you have to develop a relationship first. And I think that that the reason why some people fizzle and fade away is because they aren't authentic. Um, their motives is really just to extract and take. And they don't understand that the more you give, the more will come to you. It's a biblical principle, favorite book, the Bible. You know, <laughs> the more you give, the more you will receive. I mean, it is that simple. You just don't think of it that way. Right, man. I think it's Proverbs eleven twenty four says, give, uh, give exceedingly, give abundantly, and you'll become wealthy. But if you're stingy, then you can look forward to being poor. I think it's yes. eleven twenty four, And I'm like, that's so paradoxical, so contradictory, but. You know, you've, you're a testament of it. You've been doing that, and I mean, you're good from from what I'm seeing on your stuff. I mean, you're you're not wanting for anything in terms of this basketball thing. You know, life in general. Um, so tell me, tell me this, and we can wrap up soon if you have to go. I know you have you have a lot of things to do. You yeah, just we, had a we can keep going. Go ahead. Oh, good deal, man. So you just pulled out a, a an Instagram ad that converted like crazy just now. Um, I don't know. I don't know what your mindset on is on sharing that, but I, I can pretty much guarantee. I can pretty much see that you didn't have to really focus on targeting certain people. It's just like, hey, here are my followers. This is my page. Put it out there. You know. Um, how was that? How did that ad go for you? Well, I would say from this, the, the cool thing about today's time is that you know you can iterate as much as you want. Most people wanted this. Oh, I gotta master this video. I gotta master the lighting. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. It just get started. You'll learn along the way. And um, as far as ads go, you know, most of them are just boost, and it's from content that's already hit. So if I put something out there and I see a good reaction on it, well, then you let the audience decide. And now you can take that post and you can boost it, you know, on Facebook or. Or, or, or wherever, um, you know, platform you choose and really get it out there to the masses. So that's the cool thing about, you know, having a brand and having a pretty good base of followers is that they let you know right away when they like something. <laughs> right. And it's just like it just goes viral. You know, I've, what I've realized is, you know, you can you can have all the coolest marketing tricks in the world. But like you said, if it's if you don't have anything that's organic, that's or that's authentic and you don't put in that work and give that value first. Doesn't matter how cool your your funnel is or your ad is, like, you know, people are gonna know you that they don't know you. So Yeah, yeah, you're right. It doesn't matter. I mean, uh, I call it authentic marketing, but really if if you want to dig deep into to what I'm doing, it's just it's introspective marketing. Uh, I'm really talking to myself. You know, I'm talking to that that kid that was 14 years old that used to go in the backyard every day with, with the jump soles because I couldn't dunk, you know, as a ninth grader and I'm jumping up and down, I'm jumping off of 
my stairs. I'm talking to that kid that used to take the ball and dribble around the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, and, and go to the court. And while, while people were doing other things, you know, I'm up here getting up reps. I'm up here, you know, doing my cone drills. I'm actually talking to myself. And when I do that, I'm going to re resonate with every basketball player that has a dream because that's all I, I did as a basketball player with the dream. And when you do that and it's authentic to yourself, people are going to gravitate toward it. Now, if you look at what other people are doing and, and you say, okay, I'm going to do this just to gain a following that a lot, that's when you kind of lose your path. You know, the reason why that guy was able to amass a, 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 a huge following dribbling because that's what he does. That's what he did at eight years old. He's just a natural or he worked on it. You know, you may not be that guy or maybe you do have a lot of handle, but you don't look like him. You know, and you try to go after his lane and his tactic and you end up getting smashed, you know. But when you when you're authentic to yourself and, and you share your, your journey and you're actually talking to yourself, I mean, you actually you can't lose. Man, that's that's a great point. And you just kind of verbalized what was hard to say to me earlier. It was ineffable. Right. And I I've actually tried to go a level deeper with the introspective marketing. I've I've debated using myself as a testimonial, right? You know, I played college ball, did all this stuff, but it, that might be a little on, along the lines of not being ethical, right? I mean, you can use first person testimonials and Facebook allows you to make them up and to use it, but just morally, I haven't gotten to that point yet. So that leads me to ask along that really cool point about introspective marketing, you do all your things and you don't have the crazy copywriting that says like, Hey, this is going to instantly increase your scoring percentage by 20, 30 points. But if you do say that, you've done it. So it's like, you know, hey, look, I can back this up because I hoop too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what do you what is your mindset with the trainers that you see who do use those kind of tactics and those kind of words? I, I totally understand because that's how I started. I mean, if you look at my 06 videos, everyone is gonna say, uh, how to handle like an and one guy, how to handle like this and one guy. I mean. That's just innate. That's what you think you have to do. But it's through experience. And a good thing I started early that I realized that people are are going to connect with you when they feel like they know who you are. You know, so, you know, my company the name, of my company is Jumpstart Hoops. The name of my you know equipment company is Ball Hog Gloves. But the brand itself has to be Coach Godwin. And, and it's not until I got rid of my 90s mentality of, you know, just put up this big name, this this, you know, um, hesitation sports or has or whatever your name is. I mean, that's cool. But at the end of the day, we're in a day and we're in a day and age where people want to connect with people. That's the reason why social media has taken over the world, because people want to connect with people. So Coach Godwin is the brand in the forefront. I just own Jumpstart Hoops, you know, and when you do that, people feel like they know who you are. Whenever you say something or you, you present something, da, 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 there's, there's a certain amount of integrity and, and guys just automatically buy in rather than them saying, OK, what is this Jumpstart Hoops? Who's behind Jumpstart Hoops? Who works for Jumpstart Hoops? Like, it's just too many questions. It's so easy for you. It's easier for you to brand yourself. And um, that would be my recommendation to all trainers. Man, that's great. That's great stuff. So for you, where do you see this industry going in the next five to 10 years because it seems like 
this is a lot of this stuff is just starting like five, 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. It was crazy to think you can do this full time as a full time job. It was crazy to think that, you know, cats were just training and literally replacing their job salaries if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you see this thing going? Well, I think that um, it's two things. Like if you're able to leverage uh, social media and marketing and business. Uh, you can do very, very well for yourself, whether that be camps and clinics. I mean, you see tons of of, of the, the online trainers and the guys that have really amassed a following. And everywhere they go, I mean, they can do skills clinics. There's a lot you can do. Um, I think that it, it's twofold, though. You have to have the skill set behind the marketing, though. I think that some people may not have the skill set but may have the marketing point down. And sooner or later, that, that'll catch up with you. Um, I've been doing this for a very long time, and I've seen a lot of people come and go. But if you really have the goods and you're really a, a student um, of the game and student of the craft, and, and then you get the marketing piece, oh, man. Yeah, I, I think that there's going to be guys that, like you said, make make a great living off of this. Um, you know, that it's not as rewarding all the time because you are going to, you know, maybe get a player or two that you may have built up to be high level. Maybe doesn't talk to you anymore. Or maybe, you know, you get into it with social parent, I mean, with, with parents and things of that nature, which is a whole different um, um, podcast, of course. But if you stay the course, I mean, th- there is a great living and there is points that you can transition. You know, I mean, you have guys in the NBA right now that were just skills trainers before, but now they're assist- assistant coaches, you know. So th- th- there are tons of avenues. And I think that. The, the, the skill culture and the skill culture of training is just going to continue to push forward. I like it. I like it. And just a random question that I have, you know, your backgrounds in technology, how has that helped you out just to learn different platforms or just with your brand in general? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I got a business degree on it and that's what I studied. Uh, the first college I actually went to a university was the university of Buffalo. I was an all state player out of New Jersey I chose Buffalo, and, and you know most people say, "Why the heck did you do that?" So much snow, da da da. Well, I I chose Buffalo because at the time the coach was worth about over a hundred million dollars on Wall Street, you know. So I already had the mindset to that basketball was a conduit to other things, and I knew that if I played for him and he liked me, he'd give me a job, you know. So I, I went up there, and obviously, if you know my story. You know, after one day of 62 inches of snow, I called my mother and said, I can't do it. I'm, I'm heading south. And I ended up in North Florida. But I still got that job in Wall Street. <laughs> and I, was able, <laughs> I was able I was able to work there every summer. But to answer your question, um, you know, when you talk about business, man, um, it's it's one of those things that that never ends and, and is a new lesson every day. And that's what I love about it. Business was the only thing that actually um, gave me the same feeling that I felt when I was on that court. Uh, this different is competitive, extremely competitive. Um, it doesn't care who you are. Um, and if you don't put the time in it, you're not going to be successful. And that's the way I kind of felt about basketball. If you don't put the time into this sooner or later, your natural ability and talent, like I always say, um, talent is from God, but skill is from the work that you put in. You know, and it's the same thing in business. Everyone has their talent, but the skill part is you actually being able to to learn different 
uh, uh, methods of business and, and business is changing every day, especially with the internet and social media and the big companies still haven't figured it out. So it's good for the little guys like us that we're able to compete um, on such a, a, a large scale, you know, but that window is, is closing. So, so uh, if you're out there and, and you really want to build your brand, now's the time to do it. Man, can you can you dig in on that the feeling the same with business? Because I listen to Mark Cuban and Mark Cuban talks about the sport of business too. But I've been trying to find that same that same feeling, right? Because on on the court, man, you could be as competitive as you wanted to. You could talk trash. You can do all this kind of stuff. But with business, it's kind of a different rule set of rules, different ball game. Though, how is it similar to you? Well, in business, um. You know, the market is, is always right. You know, just like in basketball, the, the numbers don't lie. You know, I'm not saying the numbers as far as individual players. I'm talking about that 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 ending number in the scoreboard. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to find out whether you won or lost. And that's the same thing that business gives you. If you come out with a product or service right now, you're going to find out in a month or two how well you did. You know, so it's that. Basketball is, is is a game, is a result-oriented game. You know, you shoot the ball, you find out right away whether it went in or not. It's not like that for all sports, you know. Some people play soccer. It's going to take you a long time to score, you know. <laughs> right. you're gonna, you're gonna, you could be running up in that, uh, down that field and only score twice and, and been out there for two, two three hours. In basketball, <laughs> you find out things right away, and that's the same thing with business. It's very unforgiving. Um, the market is always right. So if your content is great, they'll let you know. If your content sucks, they'll let you know. And for me, I like that. I like that because it gives me the opportunity to iterate and get better, you know? And um, that's the, the that's my comparative analysis as it pertains to basketball and business. You know, basketball is so you get the results right away. Right. So, so coach, and, and wrapping up with this, man, we some action points for the for the guys listening. You have you told us to start, you know, start somewhere. Don't worry about the lighting. Don't worry about the the camera. Don't worry about all that stuff. Become a student, become a practitioner, um, learn editing, document your journey and be authentic. Uh, what, what are we missing in there? Is there anything that you would leave with us that is important to learn how to brand effectively um i think we we hit all the key points um the the work until point i mean you know it's two words that that kind of you know branded but they're two powerful words and what you draw out of those words is is dedication you know you have to be dedicated to work until you have to be disciplined you know that means that like you said you have to be consistent and um and going after your dreams and your goals and posting, um you know your, your content or following up with clients, whatever it is, you got to be disciplined. And and it's just you have to be patient because the work until you don't know when that until is going to happen, you know. So you like you said before, I, I'm not a guy that that number watches. Like I always tell my guys, I told you I coach and I tell them like if I'm watching the game film, I should not be able to tell whether you're up or you're down by the effort you're giving. So if I'm watching your game film and I don't know the score, I should not be able to tell whether you're up 20, down 20, or or it's out just by the effort you're giving. Your effort should always, cons- should always remain consistent. And for me, 
that's wow. what it takes to become successful. God first, work until. Man, it's so synonymous. Coach, man, I, I, I appreciate that. Where can we all find you on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever else you are? Yep. Well, I'm everywhere, all social media, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, Snapchat, Facebook, at Coach Godwin, and that's um, Coach G-O-D-W-I-N. You can also catch me at jumpstarthoops.com. You can check out some of the equipment I've invented at ballhoggloves.com. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm everywhere I have to be. So that's my stuff. Coach, man, I really appreciate your time, and I look forward to the next one. I know we have a lot more things to cover, but uh, really, really sincerely appreciate your time, and thanks to everybody who tuned in. Oh, well, thanks for having me on the show, Myson. Uh, you, you're doing a tremendous job. I, can, I encourage you to keep going. For those listeners out there, you know, I hope you're able to bring some insight and value into what you're doing as it pertains to basketball training and also life in general, and just uh, stay at it. Keep going. Look, hold on. You want me to edit these episodes and to reach out to these basketball entrepreneurs and not do anything in return? Look, I'm not asking for you to subscribe to this podcast. I'm not asking for you to give me a five-star review, which would be nice. All I want you to do is go to Instagram, type in at Myson Jones, send me a DM, tell me what you liked about this episode, tell me who you want to have on, and what you really want to know, what you want to hear talked about. So, look, thank you for listening, and wait until the next one. We're only getting better. I'm a genius.